Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Grimar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Grimar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. And a pleasant Sunday. Joe Pod in for Tom Ackerman here on this Sunday. Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Glad you're along with us. We've got plenty to get to here on this Sunday morning. We're going to well, we're going to cover a number of things. We'll have a, actually have a pretty baseball-heavy show, I guess, as I look at it. It'll be uh, the Cards manager, Oliver Marmel, coming up here at 10.15 in his normal spot. We'll talk with Sam Dykstra. He writes for uh, MLB Pipeline, covering the minor leagues, covering the prospects. Of course, the Futures game was last night, so we can talk to him about that, but also talk to him about the MLB draft, which actually begins uh, later today, uh, tonight in Seattle as part of the all-Star festivity. So he'll be with us at 1030. Normally we would have uh, Lutz Fanenstiel, the sporting director for St. Louis City, but they were in Toronto. They're headed for L.A., so he is in transit. He won't be able to join us, but we will still talk some St. Louis City. We'll do that with Nate Gatter. He is the host, of course, of the St. Louis City Soccer Report here, here on Sundays. You'll hear him here later today as well. Plus... They've got a cool thing coming up starting tomorrow night, and that's going to be on the road. They're doing the St. Louis City Caravan, so you can actually go out and uh, talk with Nate, talk with Jen Cease. They host that that show normally here on Sundays. They're going to start doing this at Area Hot Shots, and it starts tomorrow night, and Klaus is supposed to be a guest. That was the last I had heard, anyway, that he's going to be a guest on the show, so you have a chance to go out and meet him as well. Just really getting out there and talking with St. Louis City fans. So we'll talk to Nate about that as well. And then at 1130, of course, we'll talk with the Cards president of baseball operations, John Mozalak, And we'll talk to him about the first half of the season. What's to come in the second half? And really, um, you know, a couple of things. I think that it's important maybe to talk to him how you evaluate what is happening with this team here in the first half of the season, the first 90 games of this season. And we all know that it is an underperforming team and it's a team that is not reaching the potential and not living up to the expectations that we thought that it would and thought that it should, quite frankly. So we can ask him about that. And I'm interested to know kind of how he approaches that August 1st deadline, right? I don't think anybody expects that it's going to be extreme one way or the other, whether it's going to be 
I don't think anybody thinks it's going to be all buy, all sell. They're not breaking down this team. I think that it's safe to say that they're not going to go for this huge rebuild and tear it down and start from the bottom. It's just not going to happen that way. So what does? how does it happen? What is the approach that John Moselak and his team takes to this trade deadline? And, you know, what does he think they can do? Is there something they can do in the short term? All those things will be on the table, and I'll chat with him about that. So looking forward to all that. Also, uh, probably have some time for some calls today. So if you do want to get in touch with the show, um, looking maybe probably like the end of the hours, maybe the end of the 10 o'clock hour, end of the 11 o'clock hour, 314-436-7900. I wouldn't call just yet. You'll be on hold for quite some time. You don't want to be hanging out for the entire 10 o'clock hour, the entire 11 o'clock hour. But we will have some time to take some calls, take your reaction to whatever you'd like to talk about, whether it's the Cardinals, I think probably it'll be the Cardinals, or if it is St. Louis City, who is just continuing to play so very well. And one of the things that really interests me about this St. Louis City team, it's almost the opposite of what we're dealing with the Cardinals here, right? Instead of being this Uh, where the Cardinals, we had high hopes for a contender, for a division leader or champion eventually. You get this underperforming team. I think for St. Louis City, we all had these tempered expectations probably as an expansion team making its first foray into Major League Soccer. And here we have the team now with the second best record in the MLS. They continue to find different ways to win games and doing it with different lineups. It has not been the same guys. They've done it without Klaus. They've done it without Edward Leuven now for the past four weeks, five weeks, whatever it's been. So you're missing some key pieces to this team, and it is quite literally next man up, and it is quite literally whoever has been called on has been ready to perform and has performed well for this team and has this team in such great position. Big game coming up on Wednesday, by the way, for St. Louis City. They go to L.A. They've got LAFC who sits right now third in the West. They tied last night, so they did not gain all three points. Seattle, meanwhile, got a late game winner to vault over LAFC in the second place in the Western Conference. So, But it's a big game. It's just five points between St. Louis City and LAFC. So that's a huge game. So we'll talk to Nate Getter about that. We can talk all about that. I can talk to you about that if you would like to. Uh, call in, as I said, it's been a really, really exciting season, obviously, for St. Louis City SC. Not been as an exciting season for the Cardinals. We'll talk with the Cardinals manager, Oliver Marmel, when we come back here. Sports on a Sunday morning here from KMOX. I'm Joe Pot. Keep it here. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. It's Joe Potty and for Tom Ackerman here this Sunday morning. As Sports on a Sunday morning continues here on KMOX. Glad you are with us. And as always, we are glad that the Cardinals manager, Oliver Marmel, is with us. Appreciate him taking some time here today from the south side of Chicago, where they will face the White Sox coming up here in just a bit. Good morning, Oliver Marmel. 
Good morning. How are we doing? We're doing all right. And I imagine that uh, you are doing all right this morning after a uh, pitching performance like we saw yesterday. Um, something needed by the club and, and probably needed by your right-hander, Miles Michaelis. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with the way our pen uh, shaping up, it was uh, it was needed for him to go out there and give us the length that he did. He did a really nice job of attacking the zone with all his stuff. That was uh, exactly what the club needed, man. And it, and it's set up from from his start to Geo's performance to Jordan Hicks' performance. I mean that if you could draw it up, th- this is how you draw it up. Exactly. I mean, those are the two guys you want to go to there in the eighth and ninth. And um, Geo did his job. We got some swing and miss, and then Hicks came in there and did his job. So overall, that's exactly the way you wanted that game to go, and uh, thankfully it did. When I think about Jordan Hicks in the closing spot and it just since he has kind of taken over that role, I think it was um, when you were up in New York. But one of the things I think about with Jordan Hicks is I, I don't find myself worrying. Like yesterday, a couple of guys get on base. I don't find myself worrying that, that that's going to be as big of an issue because I know that he has the ability to come right back, attack those last two hitters, whatever it is. And he did that yesterday despite having a couple of guys on base. Yeah, I think a part of it is what gives you comfort in that is he does have swing and miss, right? So there's times where he pitches the contact. There's time where he tries to get swing and miss. Um, but the contact is usually on the ground because of how much his ball moves and sinks rather than being four-seam at the top and, and, and in the air and sometimes doubles and homers. So he, he can miss a bat, but when there's contact, it's usually on the ground. So overall, um, yeah, he's done a really nice job in that role. Do you feel like you can take some momentum if you can get a game today, um, get a couple of much-needed days off this week during the All-Star break? Do you feel like you can kind of carry some momentum perhaps into yeah, this second a, half? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So that's our hope exactly because we, we have gotten some pretty good starts out of Monty and Miles and Jack, and um, it'll be good to see Matt here uh, in a couple hours. But overall, if you can create a little bit of momentum, um, and just start piling up some wins and see what happens. But right now, the guys are are excited about doing that. Steven Matz is a, a guy that has, you know, filled the roles that you have asked him to fill this year. Obviously, yep. he has had some tough luck this year. He's 0-7 as he starts here this afternoon. When you talk to him and, and when you approach it, like coming back to, to make a start today, what's that approach? What's that conversation like with Steven Matz? Just have a little bit of an edge to him and and be aggressive. I think uh, when you've had to start to your point to the 0-7 and, and, and things aren't going your way, you can fall into this mode where you're just waiting for something bad to happen rather than being aggressive and letting it eat. And he, he out of the pen, was doing that a little more and more every time out. There's an edge to him. There's intent behind all his pitches. His velo was there. He was getting swing and miss with the secondary stuff. Um, and that's kind of what we want to see today is just go out there and be aggressive. Whatever happens, happens, but but be just pedal down and, and go. So um, that's our hope of what we see out of Maps today. And how does the bullpen shape up behind him this afternoon? Yeah, guys are going to go out there in a minute, play some catch. We'll see who's available. Um, Geo and Hicks have thrown three out of the last four days. Uh, Stratton has had a pretty heavy workload over the week. Um, so we'll see how they're feeling today and, and see if they uh, they can give us an inning each. Uh, I have noticed that the lineup is not yet posted. Are we waiting on uh, Mr. Contreras by any chance? We are. <laughs> Our hope is that he's uh, he's good to go, um, but that's exactly what we're waiting on. Uh, he was still pretty sore yesterday, and the last thing I want is for him to take a 
foul tip to the mask with the the work he got done um, two days ago. So we'll see how he comes in today, and if he can go, he'll be in there. Gosh, I I think of any I think anybody who's had any kind of dental work understands <laughs> that that it it affects so much more than just you know that tooth or the mouth or whatever. I mean, I can't imagine going out there a couple of days after having some kind of dental work that that cannot be pleasant. No, so uh, he really wanted to go yesterday. Uh, obviously, he was unable. So we'll see how he comes in, and uh, if he can go, then uh, he'll be in there, and and uh, it'll be fun to watch him behind the plate again. Uh, yesterday after the game, you were asked about, uh, Jordan Montgomery and yeah. you said, you know, it's, it's going to be something that the St. Louis doctors need to evaluate. Did you, did you see anything on the imaging or was it inconclusive or where are we at as far as, as that goes? Yeah, no, it was kind of best case scenario for Monty. Um, strength is there. Uh, he's feeling better today. It's a matter of our doctors. As soon as we land back in St. Louis, he's going to get checked out this evening. Um, and figure out what the what the plan is, but at, until we do that, it's hard to determine like a real timeline for him. I, I you know, there's never obviously a best time, but is this a better time since we know that? I mean, this is a down week anyway. After that start, he was going to have this week because of the All Star break. Does that make things any easier? You think going forward with him? Well, yeah, you have some built-in off days, um, which is helpful. Obviously, you don't, to your point, ever want it to happen, but um, you have some built-in off days that allow for him to get a little bit of rest. So once he sees the doc tonight, we'll see what that timeline looks like, but we're hoping for good news. Uh, let me talk a little bit about uh, the the rookie Jordan Walker um, because yeah. there's so much more than just his overall numbers and you talk about, you know, you hear people talk about clutch players or stepping up in those big moments. And that is something that Jordan Walker has done. And they, the, the media staff has a note today about how well he has done in those late game situations, specifically the ninth inning. And yesterday he gives you another big swing that insurance run in the ninth inning. There's something, there's a mentality about being able to step up and perform in those situations. Isn't there? You nailed it. There is a mentality behind that, and some players embrace it and others run from it. Uh, Jordan was just in my office for the last 10, 15 minutes, and we were just talking through some things. And, man, his mentality is uh, – it, it, it really is elite. Um, the way he thinks about the game, the way he handles pressure. Um, because, I mean, you come up as, as a top prospect, and there's expectations, and the way he's handled that has been really, really good. Uh, so just talking through some things offensively and defensively for him and, and how he's thinking about the progression and, and developing as an outfielder um, ha- has been really good. But when you talk about those clutch moments, he's just he's a really good player. He's got a lot of talent. His skill set is unbelievable. But the mentality matched with that skill set is what's going to be fun to watch for the next several years. And when you talk about him in the outfield, it's those kind of things that's going to serve him as he – gets more comfortable and, and, and quite frankly, learns to play as a big league outfielder, right? Yeah. I mean, he made the switch around this time, all-star break, mm-hmm. right? So, like, we're not too far into this journey right. of being an outfielder. And for him, is understanding, like, listen, yes, you're being evaluated as an outfielder and kind of how that's going, but you, you have to understand that this is a process. It's going to take time. And the more you're out there, the better you'll get at slowing the game down. And, and he's doing a really nice job of slowing the game down, even – just moments ago, he talked about, man, first time up compared to how I feel now in the box, like things are slower and, and I'm able to lay off certain pitches. And I feel like I'm, the game is just a tick slower than before. Defensively, that hasn't happened for him yet. 
but it will. And the more he's out there, he's got to make mistakes. And that, that's part of it. But the more he's out there, the better off he'll be. And um, I think at the end of all of this, he's going to be a really good defender. Another good example of that and that mentality and that that willingness to or or the ability to slow the game down and and you and I talked about this earlier in the year but Nolan Gorman is a perfect example of that this year yes. compared to last year isn't he Yeah and that was an off season thing right like right. It, it took a full off season of diligent work um, in order to come back and and start to have the year that he's had this year but that's offensively and defensively like if you look at Gorman at second base, yeah, there's a couple of miscues two games ago, but he's played a really nice second base for us. Um, turns a really good double play. He's ranged well, and uh, he grades out as a plus defender there. So overall, the work he put in in the offseason has led to what we're seeing out of Gorman, and we're going to see something similar out of Jordan. We're already seeing a really good player, but he'll make some changes this offseason defensively and we're going to see a better defender next year but it takes time and uh, we'll be patient with it oliver marmel always great to catch up with you and appreciate the time here on a game day before a game a big one today with the white Sox. Uh, best of luck to you and the team today and into the second half appreciate it man seriously thank you there is the cardinals manager oliver marmel today as the cards get set for a series finale against the white Sox coming up here later this afternoon you can hear it right here on camo x of course it's a 110 first pitch and steven Matz will be on the mound to start for the redbirds we'll take a break here from the stiefel sports studio we'll come back we'll keep the baseball conversation going we'll visit with sam dykstra of MLB Pipeline. That's coming up as the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning continues right here on your home for Cardinals baseball, KMOX. Welcome back to the Gray Bar. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Our sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here on this Sunday morning. Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Glad you're with us here uh, from downtown St. Louis. Cloudy day, but it's a nice day. It's not uh, overly hot. It's uh, baseball season, of course. Just finished with the Cards manager, Oliver Marmel, and we keep the baseball conversation moving and moving in a little bit of a different direction. Sam Dykstra of MLB Pipeline joins us now and want to talk uh, a lot of things with Sam, but let's start, Sam, with the Futures game last night and a uh, fun game in Seattle. Yeah, it it certainly was a lot of fun last night in Seattle, Um, you know, especially for... Cardinals fans getting to see Victor Scott the second steal two bases. He had one of my favorite quotes last night saying he dreamed of getting a single. How often do you hear guys right. <laughs> looking for, for a single in a showcase event like that? But he's a guy who has been consistently at the top of minor league stolen base leaderboards, and he wanted to show off his best skill, which is his top-of-the-line speed. So credit to him. And then Tink Hentz pumping high 90s fastballs, dropping in really good off-speed stuff. It, it was a lot of fun to watch, even in a shorter seven-inning format. And people may not be as familiar with Victor Scott. I think Tink Hentz, I think most people probably know about, but he stole two bases uh, after the single, as you mentioned, and reached a sprint speed of just over 29 miles per hour. He was right up there with the, the best or the fastest time in Major League Baseball this year for a steal. So it's an exciting skill that at least for a while, I think that, you know, was kind of lost in Major League Baseball, and maybe now it's starting to come back. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, you look at the modern game right now, and and this is kind of our first year of it, but playing with larger bases, playing with pickoff limitations for the pitchers, that's done to encourage movement on the base path. And Victor Scott II is somebody who, like we said, had – top-of-the-line speed coming out of West Virginia. He was a fifth-round pick last year, and now he's stolen 52 bags in 75 games. I mean, he's somebody who definitely can take advantage of those new rules changes and clearly loves running. I mean, <laughs> talk about somebody who wants to show off that skill. He definitely did it last night, and he's been doing that all year at high A and double A. Anybody uh, surprise you last night that uh, either uh, on the good side or the bad side, unexpected uh, performance? Um. The one that I won't say it surprised me because we knew we had really premium stuff, but Jacob Mizorowski, the Brewers pitcher, um, led the game with six swings and misses, had three strikeouts and four batters faced, touched 102.4 miles an hour. Again, we knew the guy threw hard. He's really lean. He's tall. He's skinny. Uh, but the velocity really comes from him. He showed a really good cutter, showed some other good breaking pitches as well. We knew it was all in there, but for him to show out in that way and, like I said, get three strikeouts in his inning uh, was huge. And there was a definite buzz, not just around people watching the game, but, you know, people who have been following all all year. Like, if he can do this over five, six innings, I mean, it's eights-like stuff. It's just he's had some control problems in the past, didn't really show up last night, but he definitely put himself on the map. Sam Dykstra covers the uh, minor leagues, covers the prospects uh, with us here on KMOX Sports on a Sunday morning. And I honestly don't know the answer to this question. When they're looking at the roster makeup for the Futures game, is this something that the organization decides 
who they'd like to send? Is it uh, Major League Baseball asking for certain prospects? How is that process? How does that work? Yeah, it's a lot of input from a lot of different people. Uh, I mean, Major League Baseball would love to send the best prospects. Best prospects aren't always available. There might be injuries. There might be innings limitations. So farm directors have a say in this. Other front office personnel have a say in this. Um, From my understanding, it's a, a lot of like MLB might go to the teams first and then the teams say, hey, here are like five guys we will allow to go or that we want to go and we want to have show off. And then MLB picks from that pool. Um, so you try to spread it out as evenly as you can. Some teams have more than others. I mean, like we said, the Cardinals had two. Some teams only had one. Some teams had as many as three, like the Brewers did. Uh, it's it's kind of tough to fit all the puzzle pieces together. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of negotiation between both the MLB side and the club side. Sometimes your prospects are playing Major League Baseball like Ellie De La Cruz and doing his own uh, stealing of bases last, uh, as he did in yesterday's game. Um, as I look at the most recent prospect rankings, the top 100, they are littered with guys who are now in Major League Baseball, and those teams are starting to utilize those prospects. And Ellie De La Cruz, who's number two on the list, is obviously somebody that I think a lot of people around baseball, if they haven't, they are taking notice of. But um, we're seeing those prospects now start to uh, come to the big leagues and pay off. Yeah, I mean, especially with somebody like Ellie De La Cruz, who is one of the most dynamic prospects we've had in recent memory. I mean, you talk about top-of-the-line speed, top-of-the-line throwing ability, very close to top-of-the-line power. I mean, he can hit it really well from both sides, being a switch hitter left and right. The only reason we have him at number two and not number one, and this is when we updated the list a few weeks ago, so who knows, it might have been different if we came out with a new one this morning, um, was the strikeouts. I mean, he's struck out at least 30% of the time everywhere he's been. That's basically continued in the majors. I think it's a little under 30%. It's tough to succeed when you strike out that much, but when you hit the ball as hard as he can and when you can run as fast as he can, you can make up for it. As long as you put the ball in play, he's always got a chance to get a hit or an extra base hit. Uh, And the way he's shown up and the way not only the Reds have been revitalized, but like the whole city of Cincinnati seems to have really coalesced around him. And they have some other incredible young pieces. Matt McClain, who came up first, Spencer Steer, another really good productive rookie. Andrew Abbott has been really good as a rookie pitcher as well. I mean, there's something to be said here. Like, hey, if you have the really good young players, get them to the major leagues and you're going to see your team become that much better. The Diamondbacks are learning that with Corbin Carroll, who's been you know, an all-star starter this year as a rookie. Um, we've seen Francisco Alvarez with the Mets be one of the best rookie catchers we've ever seen. Uh, there's a real inflection point right now with teams trusting their young talent and letting them be productive at the top level and getting those major league teams over the hump. I mean, and and you said it, the revitalization of the Reds and of Cincinnati and the number of first or second year players that are playing such a huge role for the Reds uh, is, is exciting for them for sure. Your number one prospect, or at least the last time the list came out, is a name that Cardinals fans probably know, Holiday. It's Jackson Holiday. Uh, how does a guy at single A get to the top of that prospect ranking list? Yeah, I mean, Jackson Holiday, last year's number one overall pick, um, has already climbed to high A. I mean, he, he got some time at low A last year. He's now at high A. He's hit everywhere he's been. Not only that, he's basically walked as much as he struck out everywhere he's been, it's just a super projectable hit tool. And if we're talking about Ellie De La Cruz, his biggest weakness is his hit tool. That's Jackson Holiday's biggest strength. And also, it might be the most difficult thing to do in baseball. So if that's his biggest strength, that's 
how he's going to provide value. He does it at a premium position of shortstop. I know last night in the game uh, he had kind of an awkward throw to second. Didn't look great on that. It's a learning point. He's only 19. But um, when I've seen him play short, it's pretty solid out there. I think he can stick there moving forward. So when you have a guy who you know can hit, a guy who already hits for some power and is going to grow into more because he's only 16 years old or 19 years old, excuse me, saying six foot 185, more power is coming. It's just super projectable. Uh, and like I said, like the toughest thing to teach in baseball is to hit a baseball, to be a continual 300 hitter, which is what he's been at the lower level so far. I expect him to get a, t- a taste of double A by the time the season's out. And that's incredibly rare for a teenager. Let's switch topics a little bit. Let's talk about the draft, which begins tonight in Seattle with rounds one and two. You tweeted out a piece uh, earlier today. By the way, it's at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B, if you'd like to follow on Twitter. Jim Callis and Jonathan Mayo uh, giving their sort of projections. And as you mentioned, maybe a little bit of a surprise, both of them talking about Wyatt Langford, the outfielder from Florida. Yeah, uh, the debate at number one Mm -hmm. for who the pirates are going to take has been maybe the biggest topic I've talked to baseball people about in the last week or two, because everybody's trying to figure out what Pittsburgh's doing. We've always talked this spring about there being a big five of Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens out of LSU, Wyatt Langford out of Florida, and then two high school bats in uh, Walker Jenkins and Max Clark. And the thought process all spring has been it's one of the two LSU guys. Those are guys are really premium talents, but in their last update, Jim and Jonathan have Wyatt Langford going first to the pirates. And one thing I want to emphasize on that is that I think Wyatt Langford is a lot closer to the LSU pair than a lot of people think. He's one of my favorite college bats to watch hit. He just looks so relaxed at the plate, but when he makes contact, it's vicious. It's loud exit velocities. The only reason why I give, Dylan Cruz, the advantage in my evaluation of them is Dylan Cruz, I think, is more likely to stay in center field. Uh, Langford played a lot of left field this year for the Gators. But otherwise, they're pretty close. I mean, they're both really special hitters. They have power. They have decent speed. The pieces are there. So if you're the Pirates and Langford's willing to sign for 500000 or a million dollars less, that's something you bake in, into the pie here. I mean, the signing bonus pools are a consideration when you're drafting, especially at number one, and you want a deeper draft class, you're kind of, the Pirates, as much as it seems like they've kind of turned a corner this year, they are still rebuilding. They could use all the talent they can get. And if they can get Wyatt Langford here and then a better player with their second pick because they have the savings from Langford, maybe that's something that they're considering doing. Even with both of those guys having Langford at number one, I don't think anything's settled yet. I don't think that necessarily means it's going to be Langford with a bullet. It just seems like that's the way things are going as of now. But, you know, as we're talking to you, there's still hours to go until the sure. Pirates make that first pick. And teams kind of have to balance when you're talking about, um, obviously, two guys from the SEC over a couple of high school players, as you mentioned, in Max Clark uh, and Walker Jenkins, that the, the time factor, right? Like, is there the do you have the time that you can invest maybe a, a year or two more to develop that high school player as opposed to somebody coming out of the SEC? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a consideration. For me, I would just take whoever you think is going to be the best player long-term. I mean, if, if there's a high school bat available and you think that guy's better or going to be a better major leaguer someday, even if it takes three, four years to develop him, 
get him into your system. Uh, mold him how you want because they're going to have a longer runway of development. Maybe you as an organization prefer a certain style of hitting or prefer, you know, something you want all your hitters to be doing. You get him in the system, you develop him for longer, you can make him how you want. Um, so if you think Walker Jenkins is going to be a better hitter than Wyatt Lankford, and I, I don't think you're going to find many scouts that believe that, but there might be some, uh, then take him, like get him into your system and, and be able to boast about him for years to come. Because uh, it, if I were drafting and I'm not a scouting director, I've never worked in the scouting office, but having followed the draft and covered the draft for 10 plus years now, I would take the best player available. Like just get who you think is going to be the best major leaguer someday and let the other pieces fall where they may. Um, but you know, some, some clubs like the pirates, if, if they're really considering college bat and they do think they're turning a corner, getting, somebody like Wyatt Langford, getting somebody like Paul Skeens or Dylan Cruz, those guys are going to be up in the majors two years tops. I mean, they, they are so advanced, and they can really help push you over the edge, kind of like what we we're seeing with Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain in Cincinnati. Is there somebody that is on your radar, Sam Dykstra, that maybe is not on um, others or maybe is on fewer radars, and it doesn't have to be first, second round. Like, even if, if there's somebody, like, down the draft board that you really like or that you think that that somebody should be looking out for? Is there someone like that on on your radar? Well, the one I'm really fascinated to see how where he's going to go, and this is a first-round guy, so I'm sure many people who follow the draft are going to know him, um, but it's Nolan Shanuel of Florida Atlantic, who actually uh, Jonathan Mayo has going to the Cardinals at 21st in his latest mock. But this guy walked 71 times this spring at Florida Atlantic, struck out only 14 times. That's incredible. That's an incredible walk-to-strike-out ratio. That's Barry Bonds didn't even touch that You know when he was with the Giants. It's really incredible. He was a lesser conference. It's Conference USA, but he showed good power, had 19 homers, batted 447. I mean, it was between him and Dylan Cruz of, like, who was the most productive college bat this spring. Now he's a first-base, pretty much only guy. They sent him out a little bit in the outfield, I think he's going to only be first base. So I'm just so fascinated to see how you evaluate that. Like when a guy makes such good swing decisions and obviously has some power, he if he played any other position than first, he'd be an easy top 10 pick. How are teams going to kind of figure that out? Is it going to be more of a model base? Like some of these teams that prefer plugging guys into a model and trying to project forward because he's easy to project with those numbers or is it, you know, these teams going to rely on scouts and say, hey, listen, he's not great defensively and he's going to fall further and further down. I'm just fascinated to see where Nolan Shanuel is going to uh, end up tonight. Nolan Shanuel, Florida Atlantic. That's the uh, that's the guy that Cardinals fans may need to uh, may want to keep an eye on. Well, Sam Dykstra, I appreciate you taking some time here on uh, a Sunday morning. It's at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B on Twitter. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing your coverage the rest of the way out and looking for another prospect ranking here coming up, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. That is Sam Dykstra from MLB Pipeline, and he covers minor leagues and the prospects and also the draft, as we were talking about right there. So appreciate him taking some time. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our number one here on the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Joe Pot with you coming back after this on KMOX. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster 
download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. It's Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here on this Sunday morning. Sports on a Sunday morning continues here on your home for Cardinals baseball, KMOX. The Cardinals lineup is out, and Wilson Contreras is in said Cardinals lineup. So if you caught our conversation with Oliver Marmel just a, a little bit ago, they were talking about, he was talking about the question being whether or not Wilson Contreras would be in the lineup. He had a tooth extraction, and it's kept him out of the lineup for the past couple of days. He's in there. He cleans up and he catches. It's Newt Bar, Goldschmidt, Arenado at the uh, the top three. Burleson is in left. Walker is in right. Gorman is at third. DeYoung is at short. And Jose Furman makes his first start. He is at second base. So he'll have his first big league at bat as well. Uh, did say we could take some calls here as we finish up this first hour and hopefully do it again at the end of the second hour here this morning and uh, do have some reaction, some comments. Chris is up first. Chris, you're on Camo X. Hi, Joe. Really enjoy the show. Uh, it's really good. Thank you. Hey, uh, my question is the Cardinals, I realize the bullpen's been shaky a lot this year, but I also, the defense really hasn't been up to par that it has been last year. Uh, I know Edmund was the team's best shortstop, but, now he's playing center field. Do you think that has something to do with maybe the uh, the tough season? Uh, 100%. I think that this is a team that a lot of guys are still looking for or they're still trying to find those roles. You talk about uh, I, center field alone. When you think about what this team 
has at least told us, right? So the end of last year, let's go back to the trade deadline last year. Dylan Carlson is your center fielder. That's what, what we were told. Dylan Carlson's going to be the center fielder. He never really caught on. He never really kind of took hold of that position. Spring training this year, we're told Tyler O'Neill is your center fielder. Tyler O'Neill is going to be the guy in center field. We even had, uh, you know, the, the metrics fed to us on why Tyler O'Neill made the best center fielder. And then it was going to be, well, we want to get Lars Newtbar in the rotation to be your center fielder. Lars Newtbar is going to be your center fielder. And then exactly as you say, uh, Tommy Edmond has been your center fielder. And now obviously center, uh, he is injured and he's on the, uh, the injured list. So I think you make a great point in that these guys, a lot of these players have not been able to sort of get comfortable in the defensive spots, in their defensive spots. Newt Bar's in center today, by the way. And I think that plays a lot into the struggles that this, this team has had defensively. It's not something that we've seen the last couple of seasons with this team. Uh, the not, not the inability, but the lack of reliability, I guess, on defense. And I think you raise a good point. Thanks a lot, Joe. I appreciate it. That's Chris with us here on KMOX. And uh, coming up next hour here on Sports on a Sunday Morning, Nate Gatter is going to talk some St. Louis City, as well as, of course, the uh, Cards president of baseball operations, John Mozalak. He'll be uh, with us coming up at 1130 in his regular spot. Nate Gatter is going to be on at 1115. That's normally where we'd have... Lutz Fan and Steel, of course, the sporting director of St. Louis City, but they are going to be traveling between Toronto and L.A. Uh, that's a that's legitimately a cross country flight from the far northeast to sort of the uh, Southern California side. So, and not a quick, not a uh, necessarily a quick turnaround, but it's quick enough, right? It's not Saturday to Saturday. You're going Saturday to Wednesday if you're. St. Louis city. So uh, he is on the, uh, he'll be traveling. So he is not able to join us. So Nate Gatter will, and we'll talk to Nate about last night's win, of course, about the way that St. Louis city is trending. And we'll talk again uh, about that show that's coming up tomorrow night where the, where Nate and the Jen cease, they'll be on the road. They'll have the uh, sports open line spot from six to eight. And they'll be talking St. Louis city soccer and I think Drew can tell me if I'm wrong. Is it the Wentzville? Is it out in Wentzville tomorrow night? They're at Hot Shots, right? Yes, it is Wentzville. So Wentzville Hot Shots tomorrow night. And I think the plan is to be at different Hot Shots locations as they move this uh, show around. And it's a really good opportunity to get out, be a part of the show, be a part of what they're doing as far as soccer. But uh, like Klaus will be there tomorrow that's really cool. I mean, I think that, that anything, any, any, any fan wants to kind of meet those players, right. And wants to see those players up close and, and Klaus being the the talent that he is. And unfortunately it's, it's been uh, a while since fans have seen him on the field, but they'll get a chance to see him in person. Absolutely. I'm going out there uh, Monday. So I want to meet Klaus. Yeah. Right. I'm like, if I get a chance to meet Klaus, this is how I'm going to do it. So without a doubt, that is Drew Young. He is, our producer here on Sports on a Sunday morning. I'm Joe Pot in for Tom Akron. And again, so we'll have that coming up in our second hour. And then Cardinals baseball, of course, coming up from Chicago. Last game before the All-Star break. Uh, you know, we I asked Oliver Marmel, is there some momentum that can be taken from a series win here? 
I said last Sunday when the Cards beat the Yankees and they won that series two out of three, it was great. You celebrate. You're happy about that. But there had to be progress this week in Miami and in Chicago. And unfortunately, there wasn't. They lost three of four in Miami. In fact, I think I said it has to be a five and two road trip to really feel like you've gotten some traction. You have to win the series, both series. Um, and, and it could have gone the other way. It could have been, let's say, a sweep of Chicago, and then you win two from Miami. But I thought that it had to be basically five and two on this road trip to really feel like you had gotten some traction. I think you would really feel like there was some legitimate momentum going into the all-star break. That would be two out of three from the Yankees, five out of seven on this road trip. Now the best they are looking at if they win today's game, obviously is a three and four road trip after dropping three in Miami. And of course that really difficult loss on Friday night to the white Sox, which maybe more importantly included the loss of Jordan Montgomery. And we don't know yet what the status is of Jordan Montgomery because they'll wait till today. They'll wait till they get back to St. Louis. Now, Oliver Marmel said best case scenario. So that at least leads me to believe. I thought yesterday when they said they're waiting for St. Louis doctors, I thought it was, we've seen something on the scan. We're going to wait for our medical staff to weigh in on it. It sounded better to me when, we talked to Oliver Marmel earlier today. It sounded more like we're in a good situation, but we want the doctors to tell us how to move forward. So I feel better about that. I hope that's the case. You never know with injuries. Uh, so I hope that's the case. So we'll get ready for our second hour coming up here on uh, sports on a Sunday. We've got, of course, news for you, and then we'll get into it. And we'll have a chance to take some more calls at the end of the 11 o'clock hour. So be thinking about that if you want to get in four three six seven nine hundred. Don't call now because you're going to wait now. Almost you're going to wait an hour if you want to get on uh, in the at the end of the eleven o'clock hour. But at the end of the eleven o'clock hour, we'll be able to take a call or two. And you can always tweet at me as well, Joe underscore Pot. Or if you're watching along, there are many ways to get involved. You can jump in on the chat as well. In fact, I've been remiss. I didn't look at that. So nobody in on the chat right now, but you can uh, react that way as well. News coming up and then our second hour coming up here on the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman. Keep it on KMOX. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.